0: Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galanti along with T. Frank Carr. T. Frank, uh, we spent quarter number one. Talking transfer portal, we're going to keep talking transfer portal. We didn't get to everything in that first segment. We went through the two players that came into Penn State, Mitchell Tinsley and Hunter Norzad on the offensive side. And we talked about transfer portal also being about depth. And you have a position like wide receiver where Mitchell Tinsley comes in, just adds to the whole group. Offensive line, I think is the position most Penn State fans think we need some improvement there. A couple players have left through the portal and a couple starters have left going looking for NFL careers. So if there's a place that they're looking for bodies, looking for depth, looking for quantity and quality, it's the offensive line. So they may not be done from the portal with Hunter Norzad, We've got another uh, word that they offered Cole Spencer, who played tackle at Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, that's where Tinsley came from. So immediately folks thought, well, Penn State looks like the favorite there. What do you know about Cole Spencer?
0: Uh, I I haven't done a lot of film work on him because unless I hear from my sources it's it's realistic or that it's going to be a— I don't want to be wasting my time watching every guy in the portal so that I can be an expert for the Virginia show that I go on later for Cameron Butler, who, you know, was a Penn State defensive end offer in the portal that didn't choose the Nittany Lions. So uh, what I've seen of Spencer is that he is a tackle. Uh, At Western Kentucky, they throw the ball a lot. He was put in a lot of pass uh, blocking situations, and he's a very good pass protector. He had an elite PFF grade from pass protection standpoint. I'm trying to pull up his uh, numbers at the moment. Um, but it it all looked good. There were not a lot of games where you said that uh, this isn't going to translate to the to a higher level. And that is, I think, telling that they're still in on Tyler Steen, which that's gone back and forth as, to far, as far as, you know, not only is he, gar, is he a guard, is he a tackle, but um, now they're adding more people at the tackle position they're interested in. So I, I think that's telling about their feeling of their depth and talent at the tackle position. And then, you know, do they want guys to push the starters? Did, um, did Tyler Steen commit somewhere else? Uh, the, the last I had heard, he did not. But I'll, I'll double check that while we're talking. Um, because I, I had not I heard. Thought,
1: um, I thought he went to UVA, if you can check that quickly while I'm talking here. I, I thought the Cole Spencer thing was a little bit interesting. when it He is not committed to UVA.
0: Just give you a heads up, he, he that, that was the conversation okay. we had a little bit ago, was that his younger brother was recruited by UVA, and it seemed like it was going to be a—they were the leader. Uh, but Alabama is okay. interested in him as well, and Penn State is interested in him. The last I saw, it's Alabama-Penn State are the two teams that have a possibility of landing Steen, and then it becomes, you know, what's the future there? So that that's the update probably... there on Steen.
1: I probably read about his brother committing, and <laughs> that, the, and I uh, got, the na- got it confused. But anyway, so that's another possibility. But I found it interesting with the Cole Spencer process, where as soon as he went in the portal, we saw the articles, oh, Penn State is the favorite there. And then you find out, well, not so fast. He may even have an injury issue. And it kind of leads also to James Franklin's process with the portal. Mm -hmm. It seems like he's not real quick to just bring people in. He wants to do that full examination of the player, the fit, if you will, before he brings people in through the portal
0: why do you want to just bring in numbers why do you want to bring in scholarships and and players that don't work out that's not good for you that's not good for them and it makes sense like if you're if you are penn state and you are a good program and i they're a good program let's just just full stop they're a good program that had a couple of down years you're not bringing in guys to just have bodies you're looking for players that can actually contribute and play well on the football field and that is a higher bar than some other places that have to rebuild and i know that there are a lot of let's take michigan state for example that is a team that's in transition where they had a new head coach come in and when you see that there's a lot of turnover no matter what now with the portal allows that to happen a little more expeditiously penn state's not in that situation they're trying to fill holes they're trying to find the right fit and you know that takes time and that takes due diligence so it's a system and it's a it's a process that has made sense to me the whole time, but it takes patience.
1: It seems pretty obvious, though, that Penn State still has an interest, though, in adding another offensive lineman or two from the portal, correct?
0: Yeah, uh, their tackle depth isn't great. So that's where they're. Gonna, I think they're going to focus their their efforts now. And, and the interior depth has got me to the point of looking at with adding a Hunter Norzad that they are not in... There's going to be competition there. They, there's going to be competition there, and and the best players are going to play, not necessarily the guys that are starters are going to play. On the outside, you still have the issue of who's going to back up Olafashanu. I think Lennon Tangwall, and this is why I don't feel so bad about the offensive line going into 2022, is that Tangwall showed he can hang a tackle. He may be better at guard, but he can be a good tackle. So if he's your backup left tackle, I feel pretty secure in that looking at his evaluation last year. But then you're moving a potential starter out of the interior, and you are thinning that depth. So you'd like to have another swing tackle to play on the right. Uh, I think we saw Bryce Eftner was good, but you don't want to have him in there for multiple games because there's just a seems to be an upper limit on his his potential. So you need to add depth and competition at those positions. None of the redshirt sophomores from the class of 2020 have really stood out, other than Fashanu. I'm sorry, 20. 2019, I think, with, um, you know, uh, Ibrahim Traore and uh, Jimmy Crist. Those are the two main guys in that situation. We haven't heard, excuse me, a lot from those guys. So that is an indication of they need and they're looking for more talent at that position.
1: Let's go to the other side of the ball, uh, T. Frank, talk defense. It seems like defensive end is where there's the most activity right now. Looking for that next Arnold Ibikidi. Who are some of the names of players who've gotten offers from Penn State? And are you looking at any one of them specifically where Penn State might be a favorite? Uh,
0: So that part is interesting because the Murphy twins, Grayson and Gabriel, are the two that stood out most to me playing at North Texas of having 18 sacks combined between the two of them and almost 100 pressures. Or actually over 100 pressures, according to PFF. Uh, They're athletic. They're a little undersized, but so was Arnold Epikidi. Uh, and that level of production matches what Ebakidi did at Temple. So that is kind of the template for what I would be looking for. Uh, but there might be only one Arnold Ebikidi. I, I think I'm a little spoiled in my analysis process of, oh, yeah, here was a guy that was really good at Temple and had really good metrics and looked a certain way and played a certain way. Um, and then if you're going to look for that every year, you're not going to find that. Some of the other guys they've been in on, I mentioned Cameron Butler going to Virginia. I don't know if they moved on or he decided differently, but they've offered a couple other guys in the portal, including one that came up today, Jordan Dominic from Georgia Tech. Uh, and then looking at two year production is some of the things I've been noticing a trend with, even if they had a down 2021 20, year, which is why some of these guys are going into the portal. They do have production in their past of eight sacks, nine sacks, maybe seven, a good number of pressures. But no one that stands out the way that Evikiti did. These, especially Jordan Dominic, just looking at photos of him, looks like a strong side defensive end. I mean, he's a thick kid, so I don't think they need that specifically because they've got a bunch of those. They've got two or three of those guys on the strong side. They need pass rushers. They have Adisa Isaac and then a giant question mark. So to me, the 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 priority is still. Grayson Murphy and Gabriel Murphy. And there was some question about whether one of them was a linebacker, but they're both edge rushers. They primarily go after the quarterback. So uh, Gabriel Murphy had a hundred drops in coverage. So he could be kind of a hybrid player like that. I hate him saying this, but Jesse Lucchetta did drop some into coverage, but these are pass rushers and that's what they need. So that's going to be what I'm looking for in the profile of a defensive end coming to Penn state.
1: I've looked at the team Just in general, T. Frank, and it'd be nice to pick up a defensive end or even a defensive tackle to help out. Obviously, you mentioned Adisa Isaac as the only given, but he could be a bit of a question mark, the fact that he was out for the past season with an
0: injury. But the other place—go ahead. I was going to say, and that's why I think, and I asked one of my colleagues this, is like, is this— a they're not happy with talent depth or is this a numbers thing and it, it it is a numbers thing they don't have any veterans they have I wouldn't even call Adisa Isaac at this point a veteran he hasn't played a lot of football so they need somebody who's lined up and played football before at the NCAA level and and that's I think a primary factor here too not just the pass rush but having a guy that's not going to be a complete unknown
1: I believe the other place where they can use a veteran and they could use the numbers, is linebacker. I don't think I've heard anything about any portal possibilities at linebacker. And we got to remember also, it's not like the portal is just there with fantastic players just waiting for you to pluck them out of there. Yeah. But I haven't heard anything at linebacker. Do you agree that's a position, though, that they could use some help?
0: Sure, sure. Um, another area where they have young talent uh, and and not a lot of depth. I think the talent is fine at linebacker, but it's all very young. You got two redshirt freshmen that I think are going to be good, and you got Curtis Jacobs. So if you fielded a starting lineup of talent, you would have Kobe King, who's 240 plus pounds at Mike linebacker, Curtis Jacobs, who's uh, I think going to evolve into a very good will linebacker, and then you have Jamari Budden, a a heat-seeking missile who likes to find the football based on his highlight film from from high school, like a a. an uncanny ability to go find the football. That's a a great combination at linebacker, but are you putting two redshirt freshmen on the field? So you want to have the ability to cycle in young guys and get them playing time while also having a veteran to start and command the middle of the field. And that's really what they need. The question mark is Tyler Elsden. Is he going to grow into that? Does he have the physical ability to play in coverage? I think he's a good run stuffer, but even at that, he has to prove that he's big enough and strong enough to do that at the power five level. So lots of question marks there, but the Mike linebacker is really what they're looking for. And that is not, they're not just going to get anybody. They want to have, I, I, I would be fairly confident saying they want to find a veteran who's called the defense before, shows the maturity and, and, and all of the intangibles as well as the tangibles to play. And then again, kind of like a left tackle, how many of those guys are you going to find? So they're not going to just go out and ask for any linebacker. They're going to look for, a guy with specific skills, and to your point, I haven't seen a lot of linebackers in the portal in general.
1: And there's also a bit of a numbers game there. Remember last season when uh, Ellis Brooks was out, I think with the targeting thing, they had to take Jesse Locada, move him from the defensive line to linebacker. This year we're hearing bringing Jonathan Sutherland in from a defensive back to a linebacker, and they've lost two of the three starters, it feels to me like they also need quantity along with quality there. Uh,
0: Well, linebacker, I think you're just going to see it's going to be a thin position in college football now. But I I also think what you just said in retrospect, that does inform me of how they feel about Tyler Elston, despite early run in spring football of him turning the corner and all of those comments. I think that he didn't play in those situations gives you kind of an idea of the opinion of the staff, at least last year, and then he's got to change that opinion this year.
1: Very good, T. Frank, that's our transfer portal recap. Stick around now, quarter number three, it's Ask T. Frank.
0: This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labat Hockey. Played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.